0: and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David, and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon podcast is entitled Slow Down and Wait, and it focuses on Psalm 130. We hope you enjoy the sermon. Psalm 130 Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. O let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, should note what we do wrong, who then, O Lord, should stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you shall be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for him. And in his word is my hope. My soul looks for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More, I say, than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is ample redemption. He will
1: redeem Israel from the multitude of their sins. This is the word of the Lord. Imagine this.
0: You're at a big stadium in England, maybe Wembley, and there are Tens of thousands of teenagers and 20-somethings clad in black. Some of them have got eyeliner on. Some of them have got big
1: chains on. And they're all chanting lyrics. These lyrics. Who will fix me now? Dive in when I'm down. Save me from myself. Don't let me drown. These are lyrics
0: from the band Bring Me the Horizon. And uh, their, their video for this particular song, Drown, has been downloaded and streamed over 125 million times. So I think the song resonates with someone at least. It's an uplifting song. But sadly, there's very little hope in the lyrics. There's no inkling that help is on the way.
1: There is no salvation in this song. Drowning. Have you ever felt like you were drowning? Perhaps you feel that way now. Overwhelmed by bills,
0: tasks, people, criticism, marriage problems
1: anxiety, or health battles. If this is you, you could listen to Bring Me the Horizon and it would be a reminder that there are other
0: people who feel the way that you do. Or you could listen to another anthem, another anthem for the drowning, Psalm 130. Psalm 130 has good news for us when we're drowning, and it begins with these profound words, out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. And I encourage you to turn there this morning, because that's where we're going to be focusing our sermon today, as we go through the Psalms during Lent. Uh, but it would be remiss of me after that wonderful reading from Ken not to mention that if you think about the story of Lazarus, um, Jesus actually makes Mary and Martha wait for three days. He knowingly does this. Lazarus gets sicker and sicker, and eventually he dies, and it looks like Jesus is too late. But instead, Jesus is taking us through this process that we're going to track through Psalm 130, this process from help me, to forgive me, to save me reminding ourselves that God saves, God forgives and God helps page 739 of the church bibles is Psalm 130 we're going to look at this heart cry And we're going to find that unlike the lyrics from Bring Me the Horizon, there is hope, there is expectation. And as the writer sings, their song bursts with comfort and hope for others drowning too. So let's look at the first little bit, help me. Now, I've literally drowned a couple of times in my life. And as a practical tip, if you are drowning, cry out, help me. This is exactly what the psalmist does in the opening line. They cry out in verse 2, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry
1: for mercy. It's a call for God to hear. Psalm 130 is another
0: song of ascents, uh, which we looked at. We looked at Psalm 121 a couple of weeks ago, which was another song of ascents. These songs were written for pilgrims heading up to worship at the temple in Jerusalem.
1: What are they drowning in? We don't know. Which is a good thing because it opens up this passage
0: to our experience and to any experience of being in the depths and going down, down, down. When we feel like we're drowning, we're encouraged to cry for help. I'm told that one of the worst parts of drowning in water, actually I know it because I've experienced it, one of the worst parts of drowning in water is that you want to scream, but you can't. And yet what do you do? You flail, you push up, you look to the horizon for help, and you beckon for rescue. And it's the same for us when we're up a creek without a paddle. Worries and anxieties will choke us,
1: but we can't let those things stop us from calling for help. It's one of the hardest steps,
0: but admitting that you're drowning in addiction, debt, problems and pain is the first step towards getting the help you need. It seems obvious and natural, But when you're drowning, nothing seems this way. So remember to cry out,
1: help me. Once you've called out for help, the next thing is to recognize that you've got a problem. Psalm 130
0: says, If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand?
1: But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are to be feared. This is a strange line.
0: If I was writing Psalm 130, I might have written, With you there is forgiveness, therefore I love you, or there you are, therefore you are to be loved. Instead, fear is the focus here. The fear of the Lord is a phrase we see 21 times in the Bible. And I'm told it, it, there's allusions to fear of the Lord over 100 times in the Scriptures. And every time, it's a positive thing rather than a negative thing. We struggle with this today, and so a lot of modern translations use the word reverence or worship instead of fear. But I don't think these words capture the respect and honour our
1: God deserves. Sometimes preachers like me make too little of God.
0: God isn't a cuddly servant ready to fulfill my wildest dreams.
1: No, as Hebrews says, our God is a consuming fire. We love God, but we fear him all the same. In The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe uh, by
0: C.S. Lewis, one of the lead characters, Susan, learns from the kind Mr. Beaver that Aslan, who is the god character in the novel, is a lion. Susan is afraid of meeting a lion, so she asks
1: kind Mr. Beaver, is he safe? Mr. Beaver replies, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king. Friends, when you're drowning around you, you've got to admit to yourself that you've got a problem and
0: that you need help. You don't just need help from Ronald McDonald. You don't need help from Barney the Cuddly Dinosaur. You need help from the God who is a consuming fire. Help me, is the cry of the psalmist, and he cries out to God who sees his sins. But he does so knowing that there is powerful forgiveness and grace with God. It's disempowering, it's frightening, but by God it's good.
1: That's why we sing, grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. The last thing
0: Psalm 130 encourages us to do when we're drowning is to say, save me. My son Micah is six years old and he loves to watch Surf Patrol. It's a classic TV show about Australian (coughs) lifesavers. So often on the show, swimmers get into trouble because they refuse to admit to themselves that they need a saviour, that they actually need rescuing. Oh, I've got a problem, I feel like I'm drowning, I'm kind of of flailing out for help, but I don't actually need a lifesaver to come and help me. They swim beyond the flags, they jump off dangerous cliffs, they ignore closed beach signs, and when they get into trouble, they try to work their way out. Psalm 130 speaks against this. It says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full
1: redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. It's amazing how this
0: poem goes from personal lament, out of the depths I cried to you, I language, to communal charge. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. In just eight verses, it goes from
1: me to us. But that's just it. No one is an island. When we're drowning, we can't save ourselves. In our culture,
0: we idolize independence and individuality. We'd rather go to Dr. Google than a real doctor. We'd rather use a GPS than stop to ask a real person for directions. We'd rather work out our marriage problems, our financial issues, or our mental health battles on our own, rather than reach out for a saviour.
1: Often this is why people don't seek help until it's too late. This is why this singer
0: turns to Israel, the whole country. Imagine if they were singing this hymn on the way up to Jerusalem, they'd they'd sing out to the whole congregation, put your hope in the Lord, with him is unfailing love. We resist the idea of a saviour because we believe the lie that I am the solution to all my problems. The thing about drowning, though, is that it humbles us and it helps us realise that we're not in control of
1: everything. We all need a saviour. This is what Jonah learns. We all know the kids' story of Jonah
0: and the whale. uh, But Jonah is is a profound story for adults. Jonah refused to trust his saviour. When God tells him to go and preach and help save the Ninevites, he goes down to Joppa on his way to Tarshish, on the other side of the world from Nineveh, wanting to get as far away from those people as possible. He gets on a boat and goes down into the galley. He was meant to go up to Nineveh, but he goes down to Joppa. He goes down into the galley. God sends a storm, and when Jonah realizes that he's the reason for the storm, he gets the sailors to throw him down
1: into the sea. Jonah drowns down, down, down to the bottom of the sea. It's only at the bottom where he meets his saviour.
0: God sends this almighty fish that swallows Jonah and he finds himself alive in its belly. It's here that Jonah goes through the steps of crying out to God, hear me, help me. And finally, he asks for God's forgiveness and cries out, save me. Jonah sings a song that is so like Psalm 130, it's uncanny. He says this, When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will
1: make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And this is where we need to realize
0: that Psalm 130 isn't about tips for saving yourself from drowning, although there are some good tips. Sure, it starts with I and me language, but this psalm is not about us.
1: Instead, it's about the Lord. He is the focus of the psalm, not us. Friends, it's only when we
0: slow down our lives, wait for the Lord, and realize that he is the only saviour we truly need, that anything can change. Maybe that's the reason why Jesus waits a number of days to go to Lazarus' tomb
1: and say those wonderful words, Lazarus, come out. He's revealing himself as the saviour.
0: This is why the psalm reminds us that God saves. Sure, sometimes we can work ourselves through tough situations. And and others can help us with our problems. But only God is big enough to overcome our most powerful threats. Satan, sin, and death. This is why the psalmist, who remember at this time is still drowning, he's still on his way down, says, God himself will redeem Israel from their sins. Remember, Psalm 130 is Old Testament, so Jesus hasn't even yet come on the scene. He hasn't died on the cross to make the one perfect and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. That's in the future. But from the depths, the scripture peers through the mire and the muck and sees God's hand reaching out to save.
1: It's not close enough yet to grab hold on to. That is why we're told to wait. Verse 6 is the key part of this psalm because it uses repetition. Verse 6
0: says, My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait
1: for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. military watchmen must wait through the night on the lookout for the enemy.
0: Most of the time nothing happens, but if they doze off or let their guard down, they put their people at risk. The Chinese built the Great Wall of China to keep the Mongols out. It worked really well until the Mongols bribed the watchmen to let them through. Watchmen are important, and it's important how they watch. A good watchman waits with vigilance, but they also wait in hope. The dawn meant that the dangers of night were over, that their shift was done, that they could
1: go home to family, have breakfast, and sleep. As we pass through Lent, We need to wait this way for the Lord. With expectation,
0: knowing that his salvation is coming on the horizon. And when it dawns, everything that's wrong with the world will be set right. That's why
1: we pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lent is a time of waiting, but it's not passive, idle, lazy waiting. It's active, expectant, passionate waiting.
0: We wait for Palm Sunday when we remember Jesus hailed by waiting pilgrims as the Saviour. We wait through Maundy Thursday when we remember Jesus breaking bread with his friends and washing their feet, establishing a new way of love. We hold vigil through Thursday evening into Friday morning, recalling the garden and how Jesus asked his disciples to watch and pray with him, but instead they fell asleep.
1: We wait through the horror of Good Friday, remembering Jesus' beatings and crucifixion We wait through Easter Saturday. We wait for the sun to rise on Easter Sunday. We remember the empty tomb. We break our fast. Our forgiveness is guaranteed. Christ has won. And this is why, friend, if you feel like you're drowning, remember that God helps. God hears you when you cry to him. He
0: forgives you when you confess you've got a problem. And he saves you out of the depths and into eternal life. This glorious psalm has so much to show us about life, about
1: drowning, most importantly about God. God who saves, a God who forgives, and a God who helps. That's why we celebrate him and we wait on him today and every day.